Hey y'all, Candace B here. I was on the latest episode of Rants and Revelations with Dana B and Michelle. We talked about big life changes, what to do when you fail, and a lot of other topics. It was an amazing, amazing discussion to be a part of. I enjoyed it and I hope you do too. Tune in, tell us what you think. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations. I'm your co-host, Michelle, and Monterey Michelle. And I'm Dana at It's Dana B. And guys, as usual, you know we're excited to be here, but we're even more excited because we have a guest for you guys, and I hope you guys have been enjoying, well, we've had one so far, but mm-hmm. I hope you guys um, enjoy us having guests on the podcast because it's always great to have other awesome people on here as well. And today, we have my good friend Candice with us. Yeah. Hey. Insert claps here. Okay, so <laughs> um, I was already going to get ready to jump into it, but I will allow Candice to introduce herself briefly, and then we will jump into the first segment of this episode. So Candice, tell the people who you are. So my name is Candice. I am a community builder, entrepreneur, marketer. Um, I used to work with Michelle. We ran Brown Girl Bloggers together. Um, I have owned a co-working space in the past. Mm -hmm. I have done a lot of influencer management. Um, Yeah. And I just love creating community, especially when it comes to black women. That's kind of my thing. That's my jam. And Come on, resume. Yes. <laughs> and she's so good. She's so yeah. good at all of those things. And I feel like it could seem like such an uh, easy concept, like, hey, just getting people together when it comes to building community. But it is not. It's hard work, especially in the world of social media. And Candace is so good at genuinely getting people together. Uh-oh. It's something that I've always admired of you, my well, friend. Thank you. I do feel like it's one of my skills, but that's just because I like people. Like genuinely. I genuinely mm-hmm. like people and want to talk to them and know their stories and stuff like that. Yes, yes. And we're going to definitely get into that. And I feel like you're going to give so much good and fun insight to our mm-hmm. audience for sure. But if you listen to our podcast, as of lately, we have been bringing back our this or that questions. And so have been loving it. And been <laughs> loving it. Yeah. It's, like, it's so glad to have you back, this or that. So for this segment, we're just going to ask you a few this or that questions. Okay. So I will go ahead and jump into the first one. Since you mentioned you moved, uh, have your dream apartment Mm -hmm. or have your dream wardrobe. Come on. Come on. Dream wardrobe. Let's not play. I won't be at the house. Like, please, (laughs) please. You know, I live outside. Don't do this. Come on. Mm. Come on. So I can step out. It don't really matter what the apartment look like. It'd be fine. Okay. Okay, Dana. Wow. Um, I'm thinking have my dream apartment mm-hmm. because there's something about being in your own sanctuary. As long as I have a good wardrobe, it doesn't have to be my dream wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So dream apartment, but a good enough wardrobe. Don't give me jeans and a t-shirt every day because that's <laughs> my style. So what if it, what if it is jeans and a t-shirt every day, or or um, dream apartment? Then dream wardrobe, <laughs> variety. <laughs> Yeah, because need to stun on Saturdays. Period. Especially especially Friday nights and Saturdays. Exactly. I'll just have friends with really good apartments and I'll go chill with them. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Smart. Good point. You're a smart woman. I try. try (laughs) Um, That's really tough for me because you guys know my life. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's very difficult. If I could keep my current wardrobe, I would say dream apartment because I think I'm content with what I have. Actually, to the point mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm done shopping for now. Yeah, um, I don't believe so, yeah. it, but that's interesting for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I got enough for summer. Fall, okay. we'll talk about it. Next up is going to be a night in or a night out. Man, no, this one is tough. Mm. I'm probably going to say night in. Okay. I'm probably going to say night in. Um, I just realized I've been going out a lot lately. Mm, it's that's cool. Why. It's fun, but you're not really missing out on that much when you don't go outside. At like all. That. You're not, not a you're thing. Gonna, it's, you're not missing out on a lot. I'd rather just have a game night at my house or mm, just yeah. hang out. It's, I'm cool on it. I mean, I'm going to still be out there, but I'm just saying it ain't necessary. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. My <laughs> ultimate answer, if I could eat a good meal out during the day, mm-hmm. I would night in with whoever I want to. My friends, a man, whatever. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to say night in too. I'm not sure if it's maybe, maybe because of COVID, uh, but I feel like just having a night out, like you said, like bar hopping, clubbing and stuff like that. I feel so far removed. Yeah. Um, Don't know just, any of the songs. Yeah. Listen. Yo, who are y'all talking about? When I would be going out now, I'm like, who is this? Yeah. Uh, so but embarrassing. thankfully, I do have a lot of friends who are my age and we are yeah. very much into the lounge situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like last weekend I did karaoke. We kind of yes. got a lounge. You know, we had us a like, nice little fried fish basket. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just to keep our energy up. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We was, and we was in bed by 10 30, 11 o'clock. Wow. Yes, y'all real cute. Y'all are fun. It was so much fun. Skipping mm-hmm. through the streets and all. And I was home. I was in bed by 11. I'm pretty sure I came home, took a shower. I was like, this, is, this is this is what I enjoy at yeah. my big age. Yeah. <laughs> so, clubbing has to be every blue moon, like clubbing, clubbing. Mm-hmm. It has and, to be like if we're traveling or like celebrating mm-hmm, someone's mm-hmm. birthday. Yeah. It cannot be my ammo every weekend. No, I, mm-hmm. no, no, mm-hmm. no. I guess that's age, y'all. I guess. Yeah. That's I, and it's, okay. it's so funny. At first I was like thinking I do a lot of old lady stuff now, but I was like, you know, lean into it. Cause do you really want to be the old lady who trying to hang out with the college students? Like mm, let it go. We, we had that moment in our lives and hopefully you lived it up. And if you didn't, I mean, there's party people at every age, but there is. Um, I'm just, it's not the season I'm in at this moment. Who's to say that we won't feel like partying again a year from now where we're like, mm-hmm. we have a moment where we want to go out regularly. I don't see it for either of the three of us, but it could happen. <laughs> no. It could happen. It could happen. Listen, <laughs> possibilities are endless. Okay. I don't see it. <laughs> the last year has taught us that all kinds of things we never thought could happen could happen. So absolutely. absolutely. Oh, <laughs> all right. And last one is starting over every year or staying in the same place for 10 years starting over every year okay hey that was easy for you You were like girl i mean i'm saying that but the more i think of it i'm like what if the you're in a really good place that you're staying at for 10 years Mm -hmm. right you know what i'm saying so now i said that real fast but now i'm like hmm right because what if you're just in a really good place place comfortable I think my answer has a lot to do with my current state of mind and being though so we're just gonna Mm -hmm. keep it at that yeah yeah okay Okay. uh do you mean starting over or staying in the same place uh physically uh you can um take it how you want to take it so it could be uh in the same place physically it can be in the same like point of life well Mm -hmm. no I took that same point of life kind of 
yeah same job same area same, same area everything. so kind of something that encompasses all of that so same same kind of profession doesn't have to be the same exact exact job same kind of profession uh same area uh that type of thing oh gosh uh that made my decision harder but i would still say i'm staying the same place for 10 years okay yeah I would say the same. I think I would stay in the same place for 10 years because moving actually makes my skin crawl right now. <laughs> and then also too, um, because I'm a child, I'm like, yo, I could not imagine <laughs> moving a little kid around every, every single year. Single year. That's I so can't. true. I yeah. Can't. I think if I wasn't just thinking about myself, it'd be a different answer. Yeah. But I feel like I have started over every single year. Like low key so far low key i mean think about the amount of places i've lived and i'm only 30 so it's like mm-hmm. yeah why not yeah all right guys so let's go ahead and get into the interview portion i hope you guys enjoyed our this or that so candace you did speak you know briefly about yourself but we're going to get into a little bit more about you and kind of just talking about just navigating different changes. You mentioned that, that you moved every year, essentially you've experienced different changes. And I feel like navigating changes is not difficult. I mean, excuse me, it's not always easy. It could be Mm -hmm. difficult. Or sometimes when you know you're in a place where you have to move into the next phase of life, it is what it is. Right. So we're Mm going to just be talking about just the kind of complexities that comes with that. So First things first, I wanted to get into you a little bit. So my first question to you, Candice, is so I've always known you to like be a go getter. Right. So always making sure like you're getting out there, getting there. If you got to get money, if you got to get connections, you make it happen. Where do you feel like that comes from? Because I feel like we're in that like day and age now where people expect you to be doing things and sometimes for some people it's forced and for other people they're naturally just that kind of person Mm -hmm. so and I feel like and I could I think I'm right but I feel like you're naturally that person where like if you got to go out and get something you're going to figure it out and make it work so where do you feel like that comes from um I think it comes a lot from my upbringing so first of all I'm very outgoing. I'm very extroverted. That's just my personality. I said it before. I like people, stories, talking and all that. But I grew up really poor. Like Mm. nobody in my family has gone to college. I remember knowing from a young age and even talking to one of my cousins who's 18, she felt the same way. You know, you're only going to get it if you get it. And it's not shade to my family. They did what they could, but what they could do is only so much. So for instance, I knew going into college, I had to work. I didn't complain about it. And to me, I felt like I could have been like, oh, woe is me. Some people get money from their family. Some people have more scholarships, this or that. Or I could just go to work because I have bills to pay. And not only that, I want it to be social. I want to be in a sorority. I want to do everything. So I felt like I had to, period. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same comes for a career. I don't have anybody telling me what I should do, what it should look like. Mm -hmm. If I don't make these moves for myself, I will literally be stagnant. Mm. So I have a decision to make. Do you want to be a go-getter? And that's something I'm thinking about a lot because as you know, Michelle, I have taken a little bit of a time to just kind of chill out. Yeah. I'm taking it real easy. And I'm just kind of like now, like, okay, Candace, you have goals you want to do. Mm -hmm. What's the next thing? What are you going to do? Because I Mm -hmm. know I have to do it. Mm -hmm. I have no choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel you on that on so many different levels. And we actually talked about this (laughs) in an episode as well, where we discussed just our need to, um, our ambition, 
mm-hmm. and our need to always go out and get something. And like you said, even though you are in a place where you were just like transitioning into a different part of life and you were just mainly just chilling, taking that time to like really focus on you in the back of your mind, you're still like, girl, you can't sit around for too long. Yes. What and I'm making notes <laughs> and I'm thinking every time I have a conversation with somebody, I'm mm-hmm. cataloging like, oh, this would be a good idea. This is a good, this, this, that, and the third my brain works like that. And even so like I have a nine to five right now, mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. ever having one as an adult. Mm-hmm. And even they'll be like, Candace, it's cool. You could chill. Like you don't have to do everything this week. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, um, well, why not? <laughs> yeah. Like to me or like I'm, we start work at 10 and I'm on Slack at 10 Oh three, like slacking people. And they're just like, Candace, it's a yeah. little, we eat into the day. Like we're not like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, I don't ever ease into the day. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I just started slacking y'all at 10, but I was doing this at eight. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Um. So I do think there's a balance to it. Like, for instance, I tried to work on PTO and they were like, Candace, get out of here. <laughs> like, they were literally like, stop. <laughs> stop working. <laughs> they were like, we will not speak anymore until you leave the meeting. You're on PTO. Like, wow. Yeah. I love that for you, I mean, actually. Yeah, it's they awesome. hiring? Yeah, they, are, girl. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> girl. Yeah. They were like, you're not allowed to come to meetings on PTO. And I was just like, Period. I'm, I don't want to be out of the loop for a week. They were like, girl, that's nothing we're saying in this meeting that we can't tell you tomorrow. Like, yeah. See, you will get on my nerves. Like, why are you here? <laughs> not the expectation is I have to work on PTO. Yeah, you are no, off. Yeah. But it was literally like, I just want to go into this one meeting because I just want to see what people are saying. I'm just going to listen in. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's how my brain is. So actually having wow. a nine to five for the first time is changing a lot about how I operate. Now, to be fair, this is not a normal nine to five. I don't think most people have start work at 10 and have really right. good work yeah. life balance the way that I do. So shout out yeah. to my company for being a good yeah. company for uh, an ex, <laughs> I won't say ex entrepreneur because that's crazy, but yeah. for someone who had a business previously to work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that definitely. Shout out to them for sure. Because one of my um, team members, she was literally like her and her fiance were sailing and she's replying to people like my Wi-Fi is really spotty here, but this, this and that. And people are like, why are you here? here like, yeah. Stay See, in the Virgin Islands. If I was on vacation, I took PTO to drive from the, when that day that I drove up here with my car. Okay. So to me, I was like, I'm just driving. I can listen into the meeting. Mm, if I was okay. on vacation, yeah, y'all wouldn't hear from me. Please. Okay. And that's the other thing. All of my notifications and everything at six o'clock is off. Yeah. Mm. I don't I don't look at my email on the weekends. Okay. At all. So you do have that balance for yourself. For my job, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's go ahead and talk about changes because you mentioned that you are now working a nine to five and you were an entrepreneur and we all know how that goes. Like, I feel like that transition could be a little, you know, interesting to navigate for sure. But Mm -hmm. even if it's not that specifically, I just wanted to like use as a way to segue into my next question, which is what do you feel like was one of your biggest changes that you've navigated so far? I mean, in your life. obviously, you know, the answer to this, but um, I was married and now I am separated and going through the process of getting a divorce. So mm. that was the biggest, I mean, man, if anybody's ever been married or been in a long-term relationship, admitting the fact that it's not working out is the hardest part. 
saying the words to your partner is the second hardest part. And then actually doing something about it and being like, all right, let's start this process. That's the easier part, honestly, once you've actually admitted Mm. it out loud. I mean, that's obviously just my experience. And with me, my ex and I, we don't, there was no cheating. There was no fights about money or anything. We are just genuinely incompatible as people. Um, And that really sucks because being married is a great thing. I love being partnered. I was very happy for the majority of my relationship, but you can't build a life with someone who doesn't want to live the same life as you. And that's just just what we had to kind of come to terms with. And, Mm -hmm. And it was nice because Um, we navigated it together the same way as we did our marriage. So I think I've had Mm. an easier time of it than a lot of people where we are still friends. I can still go to him if I'm having issues. That's awesome. We talk about our emotions about it like every week. And I'm not even joking. Like we talk extensively because I feel like at this point we can be more honest with each other because you're not you're not scared that you're going to ruin your marriage by saying like the really harsh stuff. So that's definitely the biggest change for sure, which so, kind of, I think the other changes followed that. So then can I ask you this? And if it's too personal, you don't want to answer, feel free. But you mentioned you two being incompatible. Mm-hmm. Is this something you realized after you got married or you knew prior before and you're like, oh, well, we'll just grow mm-hmm. together. I think I got married really young and I do not think you should be allowed to get married before your brain has fully developed. That's probably the biggest thing because mm. we had no clue at 20. I was 23 or 24 when I got married. Um, I didn't know. I mean, at that stage in adulthood, for a lot of people, you see, you start to think that how you were then is how you're going to be. Right. We've grown. We've evolved in our careers. We have started to think like, for instance, back then we had not experienced a lot of different cities to know, oh, I like this type of lifestyle. I like the city or I like the country. We started to get more into that. You start thinking more seriously about kids. Um, I think both of us, our views on children have evolved. They are not the same as what we said when we got married. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's neither of our fault. When we got married, we didn't even think about 30, if I'm being honest with you. Mm. we were thinking like oh this is how we're always going to be what we are yeah. today yeah yeah wow wow yeah thank you for sharing that I mean I definitely know people who got married at 2021 20, and they're like 50 and you know they they're happily married but I do get your perspective of for some people it's best to wait until mm-hmm. you have more experience under well, your belt th- think about this those people got married at a different time we're not there anymore. And I, I tell people, I don't really think we should use older people's relationships as a model that much anymore for a very mm-hmm. small subset of com- of couples. It works, mm-hmm. but we don't have the same lifestyle as they did. I mean, if you think about 50 years mm-hmm. ago, whatever, women couldn't even have a bank account without a man. Of mm-hmm. course, you're going to stay like what? And think about how many older, I'm just going to say older black women. Cause I don't know what white people got going on like that, but <laughs> Candace. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. Oh, older... This is true, though. Yeah. Your name should be candid because you are candid yeah. as hell. But, go but like, ahead, think about um, all the older black women, you know, who their husband died or whatever happened and they never had another man again. And if you really talk to them about it, they'll be like, because that it was trash. That like, pension, you know, those relationships. Oh, and, yeah. and so I don't think I think we need a more evolved look at marriage these days for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't even think you should be looking at 
sure you can ask them things like conflict resolution like how do you guys resolve conflict or whatever but what they were doing and the reasoning reasons they were getting married people don't do that anymore for instance people get married for love which i think is ridiculous but you know that's a whole other thing um if you want to be married to somebody for decades yeah love come on babe it's not not realistic it's not it's not real you are the second person i've met who is 30 or like early 30s divorce who says that or who I I think you should love your partner right but more importantly I love my ex I love him to death would die for this man would if he needed me right now to get on a flight and come to where he's at to help him I got him period he's had me for eight years of my life let's just be clear yeah but we aren't the practical things of life we don't agree, we can't get on the same page about. So yeah. what does love have to do with it in that point of view? We would be miserable. And then it affects yeah. other things. Like it's going to affect your sex life. It's going to affect you spending quality time together. Cause me and him talked about how we were spending time together, especially mm-hmm. like in the last year, it was not quality, right? You start, mm-hmm. you love this person, mm-hmm. but now y'all fighting over dumb stuff because y'all just have different opinions about it. Nobody's yeah. right. Nobody's wrong. It's just different. Yeah. So those are the types of things you need to be thinking about if you want a decades long marriage, fidelity and all that monogamy and all that stuff. I think that's another thing that people hold on to so tight when in reality, how many of those long-term relationships were monogamous, babes? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's keep it mm-hmm. a book, like whether you knew it or not. And of course, some people don't cheat, but a lot of people cheat and there's a reason for that. So I think those are things to think about. Would you sure. get married again? Absolutely. I really would. Wow. We're just talking about that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm telling you. Listen, dating is not for me. I do think I'm going to be ghetto. It's ghetto. I think I'm going to be a no. It's ghetto. I think I'm going to be a serious monogamous, a serial monogamous in such a way that if I find somebody that I click with and I like this person, I'm not. I don't see the point of playing the field and being like, oh, what else is out there, girl? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) You're missing out on nothing. Yeah. If that doesn't work out, then you know it's back to the drawing board. Yeah. I I don't have this. I feel like when you find somebody who is good for you and you're good for them and you know, deep down inside, you want to be partnered. Yeah. Like just like how things with my ex didn't work out. It was a lot of things. It wasn't just one thing. I wasn't nitpicking about different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to make compromises. You're going to have to take them for who they are. Um, You don't need to constantly be looking out for the next best thing. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. That is... Ooh, a lot. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how big of a transition it is to go from being a married woman in a relationship for eight years to now being single. Mm-hmm. My question for you is what has that transition looked like? What have you needed in order to be, and I guess you're still going through the process, but to still be able to be yourself and be whole in the middle of all of it? Um, first of all, time, right? Like you're not just going to separate from your husband and be like, okay, maybe some people are, but like, I definitely wasn't. Um, for me, I think the biggest thing has just been actually really thinking hard about why it happened, what part I played in it too. Um, and honestly, really moving on because I, what we did this whole thing, we were very stagnant throughout the pandemic and stuff like that. And it just got to a point where it was like, make decisions, do things and, um, getting accustomed to being on my own. Like for instance, 
at the very beginning, I would always run every decision by him. Like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And it's like, no, Candace, what do you think? It's your thing, your decision. That's probably the hardest for me has been that doing everything, doing the big things alone, because that's one of the best things about partnerships is that you, you don't have to choose an apartment on your own. You have a whole different person to give you a different perspective yeah yeah like even with my apartment now I'm like dang if he had looked at this apartment with me I might not have gotten it because of x y and z but you know what Mm -hmm. it's fine it's yours now yeah 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 so very cool and are you going through therapy throughout this whole thing or this is like just your own self-reflection where you know okay this is what I need to do to care for myself definitely my own self-reflection but we went to therapy beforehand so mm-hmm. yeah gotcha. like we didn't just decide one day like okay this is over bye yeah uh, we had to bring in some <laughs> professionals several different ones actually got you gotcha. okay so another thing when it comes to I think like when it comes to making transitions in life it usually means like letting things go and so did you experience like letting things go, whether it was like an idea in your mind, um, physically letting something go? Like, did you have to experience that? And was that difficult? Oh, absolutely. Because one of the things we did is we sold everything, right? We got rid of mm-hmm. almost all of our pos- joint possessions. And maybe I still had some stuff like my clothes or like some office supplies or stuff. But like I started this journey from scratch, meaning all of my furniture that I have right now is new. Um I let go of, of course, I let go of the future I thought we were going to have. And that was a really mm. big emotional thing for me. Yeah. Um, and like, I, we, until it really got bad, we didn't consider that divorce was really an option. So I thought this is the person I'm growing old with. When I think about 35 and 40, he was there in my mind's eye. And now when I look at that, I don't know what that's going to look like. You mm. Go from knowing you have one constant in life, whether we move to different cities, whether we have different jobs, we know we're doing that with each other. That's a yeah. powerful thing. There's a reason why commitments and couples are a thing. Yeah. yeah. Take that away means even though I'm the type of person who moves all the time and does this, that makes my future seem so unsecure and, mm. and weird. And like, I don't even, I, I don't even know how to picture it. I, I, yeah. I haven't even gotten there yet. What, what's that look like? Who's going to be there? Yeah. If anybody, you know, there's a chance mm-hmm. that I might never find somebody, you know, those are things you have to get comfortable with. I've, I've had to get comfortable with the fact that this is, I might be doing life by myself you know, the odds are not, you know, the odds are that I will be partnered again. Right. But what if I don't, mm-hmm. that's actually really scary for me. Yeah. It's very sobering. I mean, it's very sobering. And also I definitely am, or was the kind of wife who's just like, Oh, my man got it. Like, I'm good. Like I, like he was a very, very big protector provider energy, very yeah. big. Mm-hmm. So it, he was my safety net to a degree of like, mm. I'm good because I have him right here. He's, he's solid in a lot of different ways. I'll be fine, you know, and I don't have yeah. that anymore. That's actually super scary to me. That is scary. Yeah, it is. I can only imagine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I really got to for real be on a budget. Like when it comes to financial <laughs> stuff. Like, no, for real, for There's real? no backup plan. <laughs> y'all, this is ghetto. Y'all really been out here paying bills by yourself this whole time. No, <laughs> I, I complain every week. It's I so ghetto to work. Like, it's, it's so ghetto to be single. It's yes, just girl. not, it's, you know, it's not really, 
My who does this? Like, who does this? This is yeah. actually disgusting. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely disgusted every day I walk through life. Like, oh, like this is oh my nasty. gosh. Like, I hate it Same here. Sis. But, you know, but I'm joking, but it is a nice, it's really mm-hmm. good to me. It feels good that I know I can do it. Because that was yes. another thing that I think I talked to you about sometimes, Michelle, where mm-hmm. I would have friends who were single and have always been single and never depended on a spouse or a partner. Mm-hmm. And I have been with him since college. I never was an adult without him. So, yeah, you know, to be like, yeah, I can't afford to live in New York by myself. I can get my own apartment. I don't, you know, that's a really, it's nice to know because I always told people. Um, people all, I had a lot of people in my life who would be like, you know, you lean on him too much. Or if, if I would quit a job because I knew he had a job where they would be like, Oh, what happens if y'all aren't together anymore? You see what happens, babes. I'm a boss. Don't do that. Period. Period. And and it feels nice that I can, I've been saying that for years, but now I have proved it. Like, don't ask me why I'm going to depend on my man. Cause he's my man and he's here, babe. Exactly. But if he leaves, he can leave. Yeah. It's fine. Cause I'm going to be good regardless. Yeah. And I'm gonna still and I'm gonna be like that regardless. Any man who's gonna be with me gonna know I'm gonna work if I feel like it, babes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm if I if don't I have to. And if I got a man, I shouldn't have to if we can mm. get above 50. See, I told y'all in the beginning, Candace is a go-getter. She's gonna yeah. figure it out. I'm gonna figure yeah. it out. Like that wasn't even a concern out of all the things with getting um with us separating, with us getting a divorce and everything. That was honestly the least of my worries. I wasn't even worried about how am I going to, I was worried to a degree of like, okay, well, what am I going to do? But yeah. I knew it was going to happen. I knew I was fine. Yeah. You're going to make yeah. it work. Yep. Yeah. I knew that that wasn't. And it's so funny, even just like being a person who has never had a nine to five since what, 2014, maybe mm-hmm. I was recruited by companies. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it, it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to find a job because my track record speaks for itself. of things yeah. I've yeah. done. Period. So big boss energy. Yeah. People yeah. are like, people are always saying that with anything in life when it comes to change, since that's what we're talking about. My opinion is this, if you want to quit your job, quit your job, jobs are going to be there. And I know that's probably a very privileged position to be in. I get that. So I'm it talking is about, you know, college educated <laughs> people and things like that. Mm-hmm. I've never in my life had a problem finding a place to live. And you know, that doesn't mean it's like my own nice apartment in Brooklyn or whatever, but I can always make money. You know what I'm saying? I can make enough money to eat if I really have to. I'm a hustler. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, stop stop being scared of things. I'm not going to be scared to leave my marriage that I know is no longer serving me because of the what ifs. I'm not going to be scared mm. to start a business because of the what ifs. I'm not going to be scared to get a job because of the what ifs. Like, what if it goes great? Yeah. yeah. So. That's a revelation right there. Girl. <laughs> That's my thing. Just like... I've talked to so many older people who just have regrets. You know what I'm saying? When you talk to people, they regret not taking the chances. They regret not just loving people. Like, you know, I'll even talk to people who are so like, they like somebody, but, oh, I don't want to let this person know I like them. Or I got to be single for a whole year before I get in a relationship. Why? Mm -hmm. You like them. They like you. Like, life could be easier, babes. It don't have to be hard. Yeah. So. That's so good. Yeah. Wow. So you mentioned, so you mentioned transitioning, of course, like into New York, like moving Mm -hmm. to New York. So, and I feel like moving in general is like a big deal, but like moving Mm -hmm. during a pandemic is even bigger. Mm -hmm. So talk about that change of moving to New York city. 
So honestly, I have moved a lot, as I said. So moving is not that big of a deal to me. Mm -hmm. And then also too, living in New York, I've lived in the Bay Area. So I lived in San Francisco. I lived in Oakland. Very similar as far as apartment hunting and stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the process of moving as far as getting an apartment and stuff to me was easier during COVID because people are looking for renters, especially in a city like New York where so many people yeah. left. left. So, yep. yeah, I mean, I found my apartment so fast. It wasn't even funny. I got a really good deal on my apartment. Mm-hmm. I call it COVID pricing. <laughs> cute little COVID price cute little COVID price and that also means that if they if my rent goes up it's still going to be lower than what this apartment would have been about five or six hundred dollars more per month I think before COVID something mm, like that wow so that part of it was very easy I think the more the parts that were harder were the emotional parts like I remember when I got the keys I've never had my own apartment. I've never even lived without another person before. I've never lived alone. That was such a bittersweet moment. Like mm-hmm. I remember walking into the apartment and I'm like, wow, this is my apartment. But also at the same time, I was like, this is my apartment. That was like, wow. you know, I had my little moment to myself. I'm not going to tell y'all I cried because y'all know I don't do that, but. <laughs> very believable, very believable. <laughs> but you know like I was really sad. I-, I was sad for like the first week of being in here of being like, like I said, just knowing even in college, I had roommates, right? So you yeah. always have somebody else's opinion when it comes to your sofa or like the dishes you get in the kitchen. Yep. Um, that part has been harder for me, I'll say, or even sometimes at night when I really realize nobody's about to come and watch TV with me. It's just me. Yeah. Mm. But it's yeah. also really cool, too, that nobody's coming to watch TV with me because I could watch whatever I want. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's pros and cons to it for sure. It's just. Um, I'm not really used to it yet, if that makes sense. Like every now and again, course, I'll yeah. think somebody else is in the apartment or I'll be like, oh, Kyle. Oh, mm, wow. He doesn't live here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but let me tell you, like, I feel like I, although, although this did happen, I think I really, and I tell you this too, I commend the way you both handle it. Mm-hmm. And I say handle because, and not handled, handle because you guys are still handling it well in terms of like still being able to talk to each other, not using your separation as like a negative space, mm-hmm. but more so as a space for you guys to now um, figure things out apart. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've been told like, you never know, you guys might get back together. Mm-hmm. And I know, I've, and of course you also, you might not. Right. But I think ending on good terms and still being able to communicate well with each other is awesome. And I could only hope that for so many other people who end up separating. Yeah. Well, what I'll say is this. We we did it before it got too bad. Like we've talked Mm -hmm. about it. If we had waited another year, I would hate him. He was the thing about it when you start to realize somebody's not not compatible with you or maybe like he was doing things and making decisions for instance that I didn't like and vice versa he was getting on my nerves like you know what I mean I went from like loving every the ground this man walks on remember you saw an old video of us and you commented about how different I sounded and stuff versus like me being like okay here he go with the blah 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 again he was getting on my nerves and I was getting on his nerves 
So imagine getting on somebody's nerves constantly. You live with them for multiple years. Mm-hmm. You're going to come out that they're hating that person. It's not even possible for you to have any other way of being. So for us, one of the biggest things, the reasons that I think we finally just decided to admit, okay, something's not right. This isn't working. It's because we were yelling at each other. Like mm-hmm. we never do that. Yell. I can't even imagine, like, I'll see TV shows where people be yelling and arguing and fighting. I'm like, who does that? Like, that's real life. So once we got to that point, instead of being like, oh, this is how people fight. This is this. We're like, no, we're disrespecting each other. And once you lose respect for your partner, that's a whole other thing. So we, instead of us being like, okay, let's keep doing the same thing we're doing, trying to fix it the same way we've been trying to fix it. Let's be honest let's admit to ourselves that things are not working out and there are real legitimate reasons why not. Mm -hmm. And let's make a mutual decision that we should separate. That's how we did it. I think a lot of couples wait until it gets so bad that they hate each other. And I wish people wouldn't do that because it's not worth it to be with somebody who's not making you happy. Wow. That's so good. And I feel like that advice could translate into so many different facets of life, whether Mm -hmm. it's like work, whether it's like a friendship that's not serving you anymore, whether it's a business girl, Mm -hmm. you know, we we know that we know like whether it's a business, you know, that just isn't going the way you like, or you would have hoped for it to go. I feel like if you approach it in that sense and you, like you said, you handle it before it gets too bad, you can avoid so many issues and so many heavy things that can come with ending or transitioning out of that phase. It's just really hard. I think to say harsh things to your partner when you actually do love them or when you're scared. I know for me, I was genuinely afraid to live on my own and all this stuff you know I'm like talking about it like oh yeah it was easy to get an apartment I mean emotionally being like I'm not gonna be with this person anymore that was hard yeah it was hard to admit to myself it was so hard to say that to him and then for him to be like yeah me too actually I was we hear even when we not here we hear though like like both people probably know something is wrong you know what I mean Yeah. yeah so I think even with us, like we said some hard things, but after we separated, that's really when our conversations got real. Like once we were physically and financially separated mm-hmm. was when we started being like, yeah, cause you, I really hated this thing about you or I really, like we didn't start being that real until like a couple weeks ago where it was just like, yeah. And that's been really, I think, helpful for our growth overall. And we're going to take these things into the next relationship. Or, you know, like you said, Michelle, people are always telling us, well, what if you guys get back together? And I'm like, what if we do? Y'all better mind y'all business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What marriage don't have a separation in it, if you really think about it? But Sickening. (laughs) (laughs) Sickening. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your transparency, like, because I feel like this is going to help so many people because this isn't always spoken about. And of course, Mm -hmm. you know, bringing up this topic, you know, you've experienced other changes besides your separation, but the fact that you still shared that with everyone, I feel like, like I said, it's going to help people, Mm -hmm. especially whether you're in that space, someone who's maybe not in that space, but they feel like they, even if they are in a relationship with someone, they have to stay stuck. I just feel like you just gave really good insight. 
Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. I just think, I mean, I guess I'm pragmatic anyway, right? Like I'm yeah. not a fairy tale type person. Very um, real. Very, very realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And even, <laughs> even with going into being married, I think I was very realistic. I remember we literally said the odds are stacked against us because the odds that you're going to get a divorce when you get married that young are really high, but we still wanted to do it, you know? Like yeah. We knew. Um, and yeah, I just think, I, I think transitions are hard. I think in relationships in general, right? Friendships, business partnerships, really uh, romantic relationships are hard, but, um, and, and most things come to an end. So try to do it gracefully, I guess. I mean, as graceful as somebody clumsy like me can do it, but. Wow. I was, yeah. I was actually going to ask you that, like, if you had any, which you kind of just gave any like final advice for someone who wants to make a change in life. So whether it's like transitioning from like corporate to entrepreneurship or vice versa, moving, letting something go or relationship, like any advice you have for someone to navigate that change? My advice is to do it because nine times mm. out of 10, it's not going to kill you, right? Yeah. And even if let's say you start a business and it doesn't go well, I had a whole entire business implode last year. I had a whole office. I had to close the office space. This is after people put me in magazines and people were talking about the changes I'm going to make in Atlanta and this, this, and that. Okay. Did I die? Like mm-hmm. not only that, I'm that's, I learned so many, so many things from opening that business that will help me for the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, I was, it sucked because there was some financial hits to that, obviously, um, closing the office, but I've come to the other side of it. If mm-hmm. you want to get out of your relationship, do it. If that person is really your person a year, six months or whatever, that's not going to kill your relationship. Like the distance is going to make you grow fonder or teach you something, or maybe they are not for you. If you want to move, move, you really want to go your whole life, never knowing what it's like to live somewhere that you really wanted to. It might suck. Like even me being here in New York, I don't think it'll be a forever thing. I don't think I'm just like, I'm putting down roots in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. because one day I will want to buy like a nice house with the yard and everything like that. But I'm so glad that I'm experiencing it. Y'all, I don't want to live my life with regrets. I don't want whoever's listening to this to live your life with regrets. I'm not saying go balls to the wall. I'm not saying blow up your whole life today. That's not what I'm saying. But do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Child, that's the revelation right there. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to add to that, but I do want to echo Michelle's sentiments and just say thank you so much for being candid and sharing your story and sharing a different perspective. I personally feel like talking about relationships and not necessarily negative because like you said you and your ex you guys still have such a positive and strong relationship but just saying like hey this is what can go wrong this is where it gets hard I feel like a lot of people don't do that people just Uh say like get married get married get married marriage is great like you should be in a relationship so just knowing like hey the fairy tale is literally a fairy tale Like there's hard work that goes into it. I think also too, people tell you never to get a divorce, right? Like Mm -hmm. here's my thing with that. Divorce exists for a reason. I think you should work on your, I think if you really want to be with that person for decades and and that's your goal in life, Mm -hmm. if you have certain little issues, because most issues are not as big as we make them, right? You can work through it. If you both have careers and one person gets a really great opportunity and it means maybe you take a hit 
in your career. And if that person is worth it, just do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Build yourself mm-hmm. up in that other place. If maybe you are ready to have kids right now and your partner is like, hey, I just need two or three more years, compromise on stuff like that. I'm not saying I do that. But if you don't want kids and your partner want four kids, bro, <laughs> don't have no, don't bring kids into this world as a, mm-hmm. a favor to somebody else. Y'all are not yeah. compatible. It's mm-hmm. okay. I was very, very embarrassed at first to admit that I was getting a divorce. I was super embarrassed when mm-hmm. the co-working space closed. You know what I mean? I used to go by my my married name all online and all of a sudden I'm changing my handles and stuff like that. And I, Mm. all of a sudden, all the pictures archived, y'all don't even know what he looked like no more. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and then I kind of realized nobody cares. Nobody's checking for me. Everybody's living their own life. Um, So yeah, don't stay in something just because, right? Compromise in every relationship in your life, in every facet, jobs, everything. But you got to know when it's time to call it. You have to, because that's why so many people are in miserable relationships and we all know those people, mm-hmm. right? You're not happy. Yeah, you got a man, girl, but you're miserable. Yeah. You hate your life. Your home has no peace. That's mm, crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Mm. Oh, so, thank you yeah. again. I really like no what problem. you said at the end about, you know, how you were feeling embarrassed about you know, being divorced and closing your business, but then you realize nobody cares. Nobody cares. And (laughs) I said this one time in one of our last episodes, and I remember people being like, by people, I mean, Michelle, like, dang, girl, you just gonna lay it out there. But as much as I implore everyone to have that main character energy in their own story, remember, you're your main character in your story. You're not the main character in anybody else's story. So they don't care. One of my favorite quotes is, or one of the things I say to people all the time is, I don't center myself in other people's lives, Mm -hmm. right? I center myself in my life. Like, yeah, when I'm walking around New York, I'm like, there's a soundtrack playing. I'm getting my cute little coffee. Period. They know my order down the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. You know, I go to Food Town and they got me some pumpkin seeds because they know I'm weird and I eat pumpkin seeds. That's, Come yeah, on, main Town. energy. Right. Food Town, they love me over there. But, <laughs> like, like, for instance, if I text Michelle and she doesn't text me back right away, I don't just immediately go, oh my gosh, she's mad at me. She's ignoring me. I'm like, that girl got a baby, a man, right. and she got a business. A like, business. She is busy. Just, right. I'll just... I I don't center myself in other people's lives and remember that everybody else is living for themselves. We got to live for ourselves too, right? Don't hurt other people unnecessarily, but boom, we're going to keep doing, saying different (laughs) stuff. So it's like, we got to wrap it up. (laughs) We're not not about to stop. We in church. Yeah. Gems are raining. Okay. Period. (sighs) Wow. So Dana, do you have any revelations? I feel like Candace, you gave multiple Mm-hmm. But let me start with you. Then let me go to you. Do you feel like you have any last thoughts, any last revelations about the episode, or do you feel that like was my like, revelation? That was like, revelation? be yeah. your main character in your story and stop thinking you're the main character in everybody else's. Do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And then, Candace, any last revelations, or you're good? You're like, girl, I spoke my piece. Do the thing, man. Do the thing. Do, do the, the thing. thing. That's yeah. what I really like. Do the thing. The thing. Yeah. Because at hello. <laughs> because as uh, I'm trying to overcome being an overthinker mm-hmm. and I feel like being an overthinker, you can just get into so much of like, or so many of the fine details and stunt yourself from getting to the next level because you're thinking about every little thing. But sometimes it's a matter of literally, like you said, just doing the thing, making yeah. a change in your life 
and seeing where it takes you because mm-hmm. unfortunately, but yet fortunately you can fail. Mm-hmm. Failures happen. But I feel like from all of my failures, quote unquote failures, I've learned so much from it. It's never just been in vain. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like losing $5, I'm like, Dang, well, you know what, girl, you should have never left it in your pocket. You right. it over th- I always learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always find a way to learn. It's not a loss. <laughs> it's a lesson. It's We're a tutorial. <laughs> yes. So yes. I'm really feeling that. Yeah, for sure. So. <sighs> With that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Rants and Revelations. Candace, thank you. Thank you so much for being our guest this episode. Thank you um, for having sh- me. Of course. Of course. You guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram, rantsandrevelations.tv. Candace, where can they find you? Um, you can find me at being Candace, B-E-E-I-N-G-C-A-N-D-I-C-E. Everywhere. And there there it is. Uh, We'll catch you guys next episode of Ransom Revelations. Bye.